Welcome to Church on North Coast Podcast. Our greatest desire is to encourage ministry leaders, empower and equip volunteers, and strengthen and build the believer. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Pastor Troy Thompson. Glad you tuned in. I want to welcome you. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Excited to share some, some, uh, you know, basically uh, what I've begun to do is just kind of take my notes and then podcast them. Uh, just get in the room alone. So I'm I'm all by myself today. Nobody in here with me. Uh, just 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 me and you. Um, these notes that I'll share with you today come from uh, just kind of stuff I write down, things that I I start to think about uh, as you know I'm just having some conversation with the Lord. And uh, I thought it'd be interesting to just begin to unpack a lot of them uh, alone with you, you know, wherever you're at. So uh, today I want to I want to talk about uh, running out of runway. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but uh, every time I'm on a plane, it seems like like it just seems I don't know it's weird, but every time I'm on a plane, uh, the plane will take off. You you know this this sensation the plane. Uh, the jet takes off, you know, you, you kind of taxi to where you're going, and then the jet kind of, all of a sudden, the, <laughs> the the engines, you know, turn on, and you you get thrown back in your seat, and the thrust of uh, the engines push you back, and, and all of a sudden, you're, you're moving, and you're moving rapidly, it feels. But there's a point in the, the takeoff that I begin to go, man, this is a long runway. Like, like we've been we've been on the ground for a minute, going fast, and it doesn't seem like we're uh, lifting. You know, we're not lifting. How come we're not lifting? I just, I'm not. You know, I, I have these convers- this conversation with myself as I kind of stare out the window or pray in tongues. But I say, well, how come I'm not in flight? How come we're not in flight yet? You know, and. You know, and eventually, because what I feel is that we're running out of runway. You ever have that sensation? I feel it a lot. And uh, recently, just kind of thought, man, I feel that I feel that a lot in life. Like, I feel like I'm running out of runway in life. And I don't know if that resonates with you, but um, it's, it's, it's something to run out of runway. You feel, or or to, maybe it's not true, but you feel like you're running out of runway. Like God didn't give me enough runway to lift, you know. And there's the scripture in Romans eight, verse eighteen. It says this: For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And I think about how somebody put that jet together. You know, they, they constructed, they engineered it with the intention of resistance to create flight. I mean, if you, I'm not an engineer, but, but the concept is that the wind resistance and the way it's engineered, actually the resistance is what makes it lift. It, it's what picks it up off the ground. And, and uh, 
I see so many of us at times when life becomes, well, life presents resistance, doesn't it? Life, life has a tendency to present r- resistance, and we, we tend to define resistance negatively, uh, which, you know, because it hurts. Resistance oftentimes hurts. And, but we tend to, to define it negatively uh, when, when in actuality uh, the resistance is actually the thing that causes what we were engineered for to be revealed. And, you know, if you think about the plane and how, you know, it runs out of runway, essentially you just can't keep going uh, on a runway, you know. <laughs> Eventually, you know, you're going to run out of runway. And I really sense that God's speaking this. He's speaking this to us, that, you know, the runway doesn't go forever. And resistance doesn't mean, resistance isn't uh, bad. Uh, You know, we we define it as like we're trying to get out of resistance. So often, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll tell me what they're going through. And they just want out, you know, and I understand. I mean, there are times like we just want out. Of, of, of suffering, and we define resistance as suffering. And if we're not careful, we'll make suffering what we're focused on. But I just, I feel like God wants to redirect us and kind of remind us of how he engineered us. You know, he engineered us in a way. He designed us in a way that, as Romans describes here, that the sufferings of the present time, they're not even, they're not worthy to be compared to the glory. Meaning, you, what happens is you're, you're engineered, you're constructed, you're, 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 your composition is, is glory. And be careful that you don't focus on the suffering more than you do the glory. And actually, what God has designed us to do is use the suffering to reveal the glory. He, re- he uses resistance in our, life, uh, in our life to lift us in flight. But if we are constantly focused on the suffering, I've heard many, many Christians, uh, many, uh, many very influential uh, thinkers of our time believe that suffering is the centrality of Christianity. And every time I hear it, I'm thinking, that's not true. That is not the truth. Pain hurts, so pain grabs your attention. Suffering is not pleasant, so it grabs your attention. But that's not the focus. The the Bible says that for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured suffering. It it, It wasn't, he didn't focus on the suffering. I want you to see that Jesus' focus was not suffering. Jesus' focus was not the resistance. Jesus' focus was the joy that was set before him. And promises of joy, you know, like you, you have to redirect your focus. So, so then, you know, maybe write this down. Uh, suffering is peripheral. Joy is primary. Joy is your focus. 
Joy is your, your, your promise is your focus, not just because you're in the process of going down a runway and you're not lifted yet. Trust, trust the, the thrust of heaven and trust the energy of heaven to propel you and don't give up. But you got to be careful because if you're not careful, you'll, you'll try to bail out. And there's a point of no return, right? I mean, there is a point of no return when you're going down the runway at like, I don't know how fast they go to lift. You know, somebody should Google that. But I mean, you think about that, how how fast you're going and, you know, you're like, well, I'm not lifted yet. I'm not lifted yet. How come I'm not lifted yet? How come I'm not in flight yet? How come the promise isn't revealed? Why am I going through this resistance? Why am I experiencing this suffering? And if you're not careful, you'll try to bail and you'll try to shut the, the engines down and like start over. But there is a point of no return where it's all, it's like you, you have no choice. It's all or nothing. Like there's not enough runway to slow down now. So now you have to like, you have to, you have to thrust, you have to push harder into resistance and look beyond the resistance and the suffering to the joy. So I want to remind you that, that, uh, that suffering is not your focus. Redirect your focus to the joy of God in your life. Because that's what you're, you're commanded. You're commanded. Joy comes in the morning. Yes, the process of, of suffering through the night. But, but God says in his word that joy arrives in time. In time. Push through the suffering into your joy. Focus on your joy. There's some things, though, you know, if you're asking yourself, how, how, why am I not in flight yet? You know, I thought I'd be farther along. I thought I'd be in flight. I really thought by now. I really thought, you know, we have the, the, this way of kind of having these, um, these ideas of where we should be in life. And w- why am I not lifted yet? And, it, and then if we're not careful, we'll blame it on all of the suffering we're going through. And that's just the enemy's way to keep you grounded. It's just he, he wants to cause this, this crash in your life. And, and uh, one of the reasons, there, there's three. I'm going to present you with three reasons why you're not in flight yet. So first of all, you're probably not going fast enough. I mean, think about it. You know, you're engineered. You're engineered. I'm going to take a drink of coffee. Now, you're engineered for flight. You know, you gotta, you have to accept that. You are engineered to fly. The glory, you're, you're, you're not engineered. You're, you're not constructed. You're not, you're fearfully and wonderfully made to reveal the glory of, of God. So your, your composition is such that you'll be frustrated if you're on the, tarmac for too long. If you're on the runway for too long, yes, you're going to get frustrated. And I, I encounter so many Christians that quit on God, essentially. They quit on faith because they're frustrated with the, their lack of flight, their lack of altitude. When it's really like you're close, but you gotta, you got to understand that it, it's not going to, you're designed to push in and push through suffering. And to use suffering, essentially, to raise you into your destiny. So you, you, have, this, you have this design in your DNA that should make you run harder and become more resilient as suffering presents itself. You know, like, imagine Jesus. 
you know, quitting about halfway uh, through the Via Della Rosa there. You know, he, he, he just said, okay, fine. You know what? I, I, I give up. I quit. No, no. He pushed into the suffering because he knew he was fearfully, wonderfully made. He knew his design. He knew, his, he knew what he was created for. For this reason where the sons of God manifest. The son of God manifests. They would destroy the works of the devil. You, so the, the works of the devil are not meant to destroy you. The works of the devil are meant to raise your altitude, push into resistance. You've got to go faster. It, you know, there's this scripture. It says, uh, uh, gird your loins and keep your lamps burning. It's, it's, it speaks of longevity. It speaks of uh, persistence. Consistency in your Christian faith—it speaks of like pick it up, pick up your, you know, pick up your 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 shorts, you know, get ready because we're we gotta we gotta run, we're gonna run, and we're gonna push in, and we're gonna we're gonna push past the resistance, and we're gonna keep our lamps burning even when it gets dark, even when it gets scary, even when I feel alone, even when I feel like I should be flying and I'm not, I'm, I'm running out of runway. It's something to run out of runway, man. It's something to feel like you're running out of runway. Like That's a scary feeling. You feel like you're running out of time, essentially. You know, you're, you're running out of, of time and you feel like, when is it ever going to happen for me? Is God ever going to you know, use my life for something bigger than just going to, to work and paying bills. And, you know, it, there's this, there's something about the sensation of running out of runway that should provoke us now to go harder, to go faster. So I want to encourage you to, to pick up your pace, thrust, like put, mash your gas. We have this saying, I don't know where it came from, but somebody said it, uh, and we grabbed hold of the worship team. Uh, uh, Neff always says, she says, uh, all gas, no break. It's and it really just before we're about to go out to minister to God's people, they'll say this. They'll say this. They have this expression. They'll say all gas, and then the people will, will respond on the worship team, no break. Meaning we're going for it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna hesitate. We're not gonna. You know, we're not gonna uh, pull back. We're gonna. We're gonna go for it. All gas, no break. More gas. I want to encourage you if you if you feel like you're, you're you should be in flight and you're not. Uh, chances are you're not going hard enough. And this really flies in the face of, of society and culture today. And there's this move through uh, even the church that, you know, wants us to, you know, relax back, you know. And I understand, you know, there's no work in the kingdom. Uh, you know, you could become very focused in the kingdom. And, you know, it's not about faith. It's not about work. Uh, faith is about, you know, believing. But then you have to actually act on what you believe. So, so you don't you don't work for for salvation. Uh, faith is what earns salvation. Faith in, in Christ earns salvation. But but f- authentic faith will always uh, will always move. It will always move, and it and it tends to move fast. I want to say that it tends to move fast uh, because you realize that you are the gift of time. Time, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, time is a gift for you. Uh, that God gave to you. you now He only gave you so many days, so many sunsets, so many sunrises, uh, and you're 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 not gaining them. You're running out of them. So one thing you can't get, you know, so it's, you're just not going to get more of them. You know, you, you you have so many of them, and you you must take advantage of them. And you know, if you're if you're just kind of you know casually 
trying to take flight. It's not going to happen. I just want you to know it's not going to happen. You know, there's this this hard work, this sowing and reaping. You know, you got to get busy. You know, you got to go after it. You got to pray like it all depends on God. But you got to hustle, man. You got to get up and go after your destiny and your dreams. And you got to push past all the resistance. The resistance is there to remind you of uh, your creation. You were created to fly. Your resistance in life, the suffering in life, is just there to remind you, man, I'm about to lift you out of this stuff, but you got to push into it, and you gotta, you got to go faster. you got to go faster. And the second thing that might be keeping you grounded, uh, the, the second thing is, this, this is, we could talk about this for a long time, I, you know, but you're, you're, you're probably too heavy. You know, a lot of times when, um, when planes can't get off the runway it's because they're they, they have only so much capacity that they can that they can bear that they can carry and lift lift in flight you know like you your your jets can only push you so fast and propel you into the resistance so fast with what you're carrying and for many of us we're carrying way too much you know and this looks like a lot of you know there are a lot of things that you carry in life you just carry so much in life and some of the things you carry from your past. Uh, many, many Christians are just carrying regret. They're, you know, you're carrying the, all the bags from yesterday. And you know, they won't even let you on a plane now if your bags are over a certain weight. And you got to start looking at your life like that. You know? If you're going to fly, you, you, you got to keep yourself lean. you got to keep your baggage to a minimum. You know, you got you to start dealing with your baggage. You know, there's a lot of stuff in life that happens to you, and you can't allow the things in life that are happening to you to turn you into a victim. You know, that's flat out. And that's all baggage. You know, that's all baggage. You, you know, you go through a, a, a divorce. That's baggage, man. You, you uh, make mistakes raising your children. That's baggage, man. And uh, you're either going to carry those bags through the rest of your life, or you're going you're gonna to lighten the load. Ask God for forgiveness, for restoration, and light. You know, that's where you get, he, you know, his burden is, is light. You know, his, his yoke is easy, his burden's light. Uh, so he, he, did, he never, he, he, the only way you lighten your load is Jesus. I, you know, I, I, there's this new phenomenon. <laughs> I don't know if it's new or not, but it's, it's driving me nuts, man. Uh, this new phenomenon in, in Christendom is like where we all go to counselors. And listen, I... I just want you to you know, li- listen to me. Don't turn me out yet. But just listen to me. The Holy Spirit is meant to be your counselor. That's what he does. He's a counselor. He'll reveal to you the truth. He'll fix, you know, the, 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 he'll, he'll, he'll show you the darkness in your life. Like, he is a revealer. He's a counselor. And you, you got to stop going to man for what God has already. He's the third person of the Trinity. He is all God, all God presented to you in with without limit like abiding in you and yet we run to man for the counsel and wisdom of this earth when we have a counselor who is holy who is who is full of truth who is full of light there is no darkness there who has direct access to the throne room in heaven who has the authority and the power to to present us to to Jesus, like wow, like so, you, you gotta you gotta go and you have to you gotta get lighter in this earth and you know like you gotta stop trusting man more than you trust 
Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's there. He'll take care. He'll he'll take care of those bags for you. He'll show you how to get rid of the heaviness in your life, the stuff that weighs you down, the stuff that's preventing you from, uh, you know, from flight. The Holy Spirit is there as your counselor. He can give you advice. He can say, "You're carrying that around. Shit, that's too. Uh, you're overweight. You're overweight." One time when I was I was traveling and uh, we were heading into Haiti during the earthquake and uh, just after the earthquake and uh, they. It was an interesting time, you know, all of the, the rules of flight had seemed to be dropped, you know. We walked in, there was no boarding pass, there was no gate agent. There was a piece of wood that I held onto that was served as my ticket. It was literally a two-by-four. And I have no idea why, but we walked onto this plane. And uh, before we could get on the plane, we had all these bags, and our bags had to go on first because they were full of supplies. And the plane was a prop plane, you know, and... Uh, so they had to weigh each bag meticulously. And then before we could get on, we had to jump on the scale ourselves. And they strategically, I want you to see this, they strategically put us in a seat based on our weight. Meaning that that, that airplane could only carry, it, it was very, uh, it was very sensitive to the weight it carried. And you're the same way. You're engineered. uh, Very similar. You're very sensitive to the weight you're carrying. And the weight you're carrying will prevent you from flight. So you got to get rid of your baggage. You know, you got to take it to Jesus. You got to, you have to counsel with the Holy Spirit. You got to stop listening to man. Like these, all of the psychology, I I don't know when psychology uh, replaced the comforter of the Holy Spirit, but we've got to live by faith and not by human intelligence. It's, it's ruining, it's ruining the testimony of many believers. Um, so you're too heavy, you're too heavy. And, you know, you just, you got to get lighter and you got to get lighter before you attempt to take flight. You know what I mean? You can't be running down the runway in life and 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 think, oh, you know what? I'm going to toss this out the back of the of my life. I'm just going to get rid of it. You know, a lot of people will run from one thing to another, and they'll just try to. They'll say, well, I'll drop that on the way. You know, I'll run from this relationship to this relationship, and before I I, I dispose of and allow the Holy Spirit to get rid of my baggage from the the last one, I'm going to run into this one. And I'll get it along. You, you can't do that. You're, you're just you're, now you're carrying even more weight. Uh, so there, there's a way there. But th- there's another thing I want to talk about with the weight. There are many people in our lives that are. Um, that need to be, you know, they, they don't need a, they don't need a seat. You know, you gotta, you gotta start asking yourself, um, who, who should be in this plane called my life? <laughs> uh, are there people, are these people of covenant, the ones, first of all, they gotta be people of covenant. You know, you, you got people in the kingdom folks gotta start paying attention here. You're, you're fellowshipping with, with, spirits that are that are pulling you down that are weighing you down you got to cut we're entering into covenant agreements with with uh, you we're unequally what's the bible say you're unequally yoking yourself to things that are pulling you down and preventing you from flight a lot of people uh, in life you know you got to ask yourself this question is this person of covenant going to help me fly 
<laughs> do they are they going to assist me in my flight? Are they a part of my flight log? Like are we are we are we supposed to be going together? And uh, I see so much of this, you know, in the kingdom. It's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see born again believers go woke. You know, it's really heartbreaking. Uh, and I could say this: I've never. And what I mean by woke is like, you know, all of a the sudden they bend the, their their faith to fit their situation, their circumstance. They bend their faith. They compromise. They they kind of sacrifice what they believe, and they change what they believe based on what what they're going through and and where they want to go. And they're they presume to know the way, and they go woke. You know, where you used to not drink, now all of a sudden you're drinking wine. Where you used to not watch that stuff, now all of a sudden you are watching that stuff. Where you used to not go out and to the to the club, where you used to not do these things. I've seen this happen in families, and I want to tell you, it always ends tragically. It just ends tragically. I've never seen it happen to where a, a believer goes woke and you know starts hanging out with you know I, I, I'm. My faith, you know, God called me to, to do. No, I, listen, man, God's not called you to, to fellowship with darkness like that. He's not. He's just not. He's, it, it's not what he'll do. He's not. That's not his nature. You're compromising, and uh, it, it, and it's gonna weigh you down. It's gonna weigh you down because I've never seen a Christian go woke and things end in covenant. Things end positively. I've, I've never seen it. As a matter of fact, every single time it ends horribly. It, whole families are destroyed by this. I mean, uh, what's really common today as well is like this this idea of casual drinking has slipped into believers' lives. I, I can't, for the life of me, figure out why we believe that this casual c- consumption uh, of alcohol is going to lead to a positive end. You know, drunkenness is just... It's destroying, it's weighing down so many believers, going, going woke in our Christian faith. And, you know, that's kind of uh, something out of, I've been rolling around like when believers go woke. Yeah, you, you, you got, it's, going woke is going to make you lose your faith. And uh, compromising faith is it's just going to weigh you down. So you got to, you're too heavy. And some people, you've got to reevaluate who is on uh, this this flight of life with you, you know, that's why church matters. That's why direct uh, community in uh, faith communities matter. It matters who you're connected to. And I would advise you to, to probably try to fly with people who are flying and who have flown uh, at a certain altitude for a consistent amount of time. Like check, check yourself. Like, are you hanging around people that are, aren't off the ground yet? Uh, or are you hanging around with people that have, have consistently flown and they've proven that they know how to take flight? Uh, evaluate um, your load that you're carrying because you're probably too heavy. And then lastly, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to allow yourself to put your life on a runway that's too short meaning your environment has a lot to do with whether or not you take flight or not. And I see a lot of believers, and there were times in my life where I, I, uh, 
I, I compromised and, and I put myself on runways that were way too short for my destiny. And the bigger you are, the longer your runway must be. So spiritually, the, the stronger you are, the more resistance it's going to take for you to reveal the glory of God in your life, which means you need an environment that's full of faith, that's, that, that's very, uh, it's long. You need a longer runway. You need a longer runway. And, and by that I mean you need to broaden your horizon with people, with uh, ideas, with study, with uh, resources that, that, that are not associated with, with smaller propelled airplanes. Jets have a longer runway than propelled planes with prop. And believers that are going to fly higher um, have bigger engines and they need a longer runway. Your environment um, around you matters. Uh, your ecosystem matters. Your your runway matters. Uh, you have to broaden it. You have to stretch it out. You have to stretch yourself. Uh, if you're not in, you, if you're not in flight, you probably your runway's too short. You you got to read more. You know, others can get away with not reading at all. You gotta you gotta stop watching trash. Others can get away with that, but you can't because God's called you higher. You got you gotta. And the only way you do that, the only way you broaden your horizons is you have to increase your mind in the Lord. And you have to tap into, rewire your brain to, uh, to fit your engineering. Your engineering, you're engineered to reveal glory. And so you're going to have to broaden your horizon. You have to, you're going to have to read more, study. You're going to have to hustle harder. You're, you're going to have to get yourself around uh, the right type of people, you, you're going to have to clear some things out uh, of your runway. Uh, it, it just it requires a broadening of your horizon. As the scripture says, stretch out your uh, tent cords. Stretch them out. You have to stretch it to broaden your horizons. Look further on the horizon. You need more. You need more. You you need more uh, more of God. You need more. You need more of uh, the Holy Spirit. You you need more concentrated effort in your life to get you up uh, beyond the resistance in your life. So once again, Romans eight eighteen. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. In us, you are not designed to rest on the runway. You're designed for flight, and I want to encourage you today to get up there where you belong. I got to go. It's been a great time hanging out with you. Join me again the next time. I pray you are encouraged, empowered, and strengthened. Until next time, wake up, hustle like heaven to make sure. Someone out there feels the effects of your influence. Bring heaven to your home, your city, your nation. Don't wait till it's too late. You got to get to church. It's the only place in the world that manufactures hope on the regular. I'm Pastor Troy. It's good hanging out.